We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I'm so honored to be spending some of the day together with you. I hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, Yeah, life can be hard and relationships can be challenging. I don't know about you, but I know I've worked very hard to make things happen the way I thought they should happen. I have in the past been accused of forcing, pushing, and pressing. But isn't that how you manifest things in this world? Isn't ambition and a great work ethic a good thing? Well, perhaps it can be, but I'm finding it's much more fun to manifest and make things happen in partnership with the creative force of the universe rather than all on my own. Instead of trying to force a wave into being, I simply jump on it and ride it when it arrives. And because I've set my intentions and because I'm in the ocean of life, the waves will always show up. Here to expound on the concept of manifesting with more grace, ease, and joy is my wonderful friend and frequent Empower guest, Rosemary Sneringer. Rosemary has a background as an intuitive and is a writer, copywriter, ghostwriter, and editor. Her business is known as thebooknurture.com. She specializes in self-help, business, and alternative health books, as well as memoirs, bios, websites, and book jacket copy. In fact, she did a phenomenal job of editing and doing the cover of my new book, Manifesting Prosperity from the Inside Out. So if you're thinking about writing a book and need some support, I cannot recommend this lovely lady enough. Rosemary helps writers and aspiring writers to tell their personal emotional stories so readers will want to work with them and become their clients. And Rosemary gently coaxes stories out of authors and ghost writes books in a way that uplifts, supports, and authentically empowers both the authors and the readers alike. So Rosemary, I'm so happy to have you hanging out with us here today on Empower Radio. Thanks, Tammy. I'm very glad to be here. Yes, it's always a good time to connect with you. I always find myself feeling uplifted and inspired, and that's the kind of conversations I like to have. I know what you mean. It doesn't happen as often as we would like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. You know, I, I know I've, I've known you for a while and you've known me for a while. And I think we've both had um, a habit of working really hard and, you know, putting our head down and sometimes banging our head against the wall to make things happen. And I've done that in my personal relationships and I've done that just in my career as well. But I've definitely seen a shift in you. And I've definitely mm-hmm. felt a shift for me in the last oh, year, year and a half or so. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Well, you, there are certain people in your life that you can, you, you get an upliftment because you're on the same page and you'd like to talk about the same topics. And I know I read Spirit Library all the time and they've been talking about this forever, about how people who don't resonate with you are going to go away. And um, I think today what we, what we were thinking of talking about was what resonates with us and being able to claim it. And sometimes those things don't come along as quickly as we would like. And, and, um, and we try to force it. And, when I can talk to somebody like you and bounce some ideas off of it, it 
that helps calm us down. So having like-minded people who can just give you a shot in the arm and, and tell you that you're deserving of it and that it's coming to you is so vitally important and to really stay away from the people who kind of go, well, that's reality. That's the way it is. And you must be doing something wrong or the millions of things that people say to kind of just say, well, you know, that's too bad, but that's the way it is. That's life. And, and I think, you know, we manifest what we believe we deserve. So I think if we have an inherent deep seated belief that we don't deserve something, then, you know, we may want to work hard to prove it. But if our subconscious mind doesn't believe it, it's going to make it impossible. And you're right. There's always going to be naysayers. Everything exists, but we get to choose who we hang out with. You know, a friend of mine was telling me something interesting the other day. You know, a a permesium is a one-celled organism, and it's it's pretty intelligent, actually. It goes towards what feels good and moves away from what feels bad. And I'm like, gosh, I want to be as intelligent as that (laughs) instead of trying to make things happen and relationships work that really just simply don't feel good. It's like, what an interesting concept. You know, maybe it can be that easy, but we have to know that we deserve what feels good and right. We have to be able to relax. And something you mentioned that's so important is that (laughs) challenging quality, cultivating that challenging quality of patience and faith. Because we may say we want something and if it doesn't show up, we can get frustrated or angry and, oh gosh, I'm not worthy or whatever the pity party might look like. But if we can just relax, once you've set the intention, just relax and then pay attention to the signs. I found things show up, maybe not as quickly as I want, but they do. Just relax, relax and, and it will happen. So yeah, that's, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yes, and I like what you say about relaxing because a lot of times that idea is running us and I don't have it, I don't have it, I really want it. And that kind of energy is actually pushing it away. And um, I've really been super aware of this lately and just really getting into a space of um, being more present And being more present can mean awareness where you're kind of looking over your own shoulder, but there's a kind of a deeper one where you give to yourself, you, you allow yourself to do activities. It's the middle of the day. I take a a hike because I know that nature feeds me. And even on a deeper level, just being more present. And that's not even the awareness. It's the kind of finding something where time flies or those kind of conversations where where you're truly engaged. And sometimes I say to myself, wow, this is a really interesting conversation. I'm talking to a new person and, and I think to myself, I'm, I'm really interested in this. How often does that happen? Well, sadly, not often enough. So, so there's patience, but there's also not giving up and waiting. Okay. I'm waiting for this because when that comes, you're going to be a fuller, deeper, richer person because you have given to yourself. You're going to feel more deserving. I mean, there's things you can do besides just having patience and waiting. You can find things that actively engage and empower you. You know, this is something I've thought about lately because, I mean, you're bringing up such a great point. It's like, how can we take care of ourselves during that patience process? And for me, it really comes down to treat yourself the way you want others to be 
treating you. You know, we've all heard treat others the way you want to be treated, but treat yourself the way you want others to treat you as well. So, you know, I was thinking at one point, gosh, this world is really harsh. Um, it's, 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 it's so tough here. So I had to ask myself once I had a lucid moment, how am I harsh on myself? How am I tough on myself? And I was like, you know, I've done a lot of work, but there's still some refining that needs to be done. So what do I want instead? I'd prefer gentleness. I'd prefer kindness. So then to ask myself, how can I be gentle and kind with myself? You know, how can I treat myself the way I wish the world would treat me? And as I have taken responsibility for that, which to me is the whole, whole concept of journey to center, taking responsibility to come into alignment with our own soul self. Uh, outer reality is a reflection of inner reality. So as we do take responsibility for that inner reality, the outer reality will shift. So I have found, as I have experimented with this, life has been more gentle with me. And it's just my preferred way of creating right now. And, you know, we have so much more power than we think. We, we really are powerful creators. But I think we either create in an unconscious way or we can create in a conscious way, which I think, you know, is what you're kind of saying is like pay more attention, be more conscious. And, uh, and I think as we explore and experiment with these principles, we start to have more fun with it because we realize we're not at effect. We're not victims. We are, in fact, empowered. And we do have, um, although, I don't know, we have a certain amount of control over our reality, but you also have to trust the part that you don't have control over, that, you know, we're loved and we're supported and we can trust, we can really trust this process of life. I wonder how many people live in that state. <laughs> right. It seems, seems rare, you know? Yes, that, that trusting and that the universe is good and that everything is good. And I have been seeing how I, like everyone does, jumps at a conclusion or a judgment that says, oh, this is bad. And then I think back and I look at how it happened and, I'm, and I realize, no, this is good. I heard some news and it wasn't good news, but it was the perfect time for me to hear that news because it wasn't before an event that I went to. Um, mm -hmm. somebody had some news about this property I have and it wasn't good news, but if I had heard that before I went to the event, then it would have thrown me off. So yes. I, I look at the way it is and just, just think, well, this, the timing really is right. And another thing I want to say, um, about relationships, um, I have tried to force that too, and it works up to a point <laughs> and um, you know, you can, you can find somebody, but it might not be the one. Right. And, um, and I think that there's a spirit has a bigger picture for who we are and for our life and what they want for us. And sometimes it's not until we are congruent with that, that something yes. mm -hmm. can come in. And, um, they are seeing us in our highest aspect and, and, you know, sort of waiting for us to match that. And there's timing too with the other person. And there's just one more point I want to make about that is I've been in relationships where someone was so loving to me and I kind of started, you know, falling into my own pattern, my old pattern of doing things for them and, um, putting them first and being loving to them and going, oh, no, no, I don't need this or I don't need that. And that's something to really be conscious of because 
when when you fall in love, it's easy to fall in your own old into your old patterns and give too much of yourself if you're a giving person or a healer or into um, new age principles. You're probably a giver, and so that feeling of self self worth that we talk about with money all the time. It's true with love, bringing it in, feeling worthy. It's going to bring in all of that, the love, the, the money, but then not just going, okay, I found it. <laughs> when, when it comes, you have to really keep up that feeling of self-worth and deserving. That's so true. And, you know, I have my book, Manifesting Love from the Inside Out, and I'm coming out with my Manifesting Prosperity from the Inside Out. And I, I say all the time, do you want love? Do you want money? Because really, if you go deep enough into any of this, it's all the same thing. It's a relationship with uh, source. It's a relationship with ourself because we do manifest what we believe we deserve in relationships and with finances, you know, and we can't out earn our inner sense of value. So, you know, you brought up a really interesting point. Many of us, I would include myself in this category, are more comfortable giving than receiving. Perhaps we grew up in a family where that was what was expected or maybe we're just hardwired that way. So then then things will be out of balance because it's like exhaling all the time. You know, in relationship with life, you want to be able to exhale and inhale, give generously, receive graciously. But if you're more comfortable with exhaling and giving, you're going to find yourself in deficit. You're going to find yourself in relationships where you're not getting back what you're putting out. You're going to find yourself working harder than you want to for the amount of money that you're making. But it's really not you're not a victim. It's not anybody else's fault. It's about coming into that balance within yourself where you can receive graciously. When a compliment comes from a stranger, do you say, oh, no, 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 you're cute or your outfit's awesome? Or can you just say, why, thank you. I really appreciate that. Or this one's been really hard for me when somebody you know, offers to carry my groceries out. Oh, no, 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 I can get that. So I made a promise to myself recently, whatever kindness shows up, whether it's a compliment or an offer of support, I'm, I'm plugging in my mantra. Why, thank you. That's so generous of you. But it's, mm-hmm. it's been uncomfortable. It's been hard. And I know you did this yesterday. I offered something. You're like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. Wait a minute. Did I just push <laughs> prosperity away? I'm like, yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> well, you, that's a really great point because when somebody wants to do that, they are getting something out of it. They, their heart opens and they're giving something to somebody and it makes them feel good. So yes. it's, we always think we're taking something from them, but they are actually getting something they want because how good does it feel when somebody says, oh, thank you so much that you, 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 you sorted out my day. I feel so much better when we talk to our friends and, and help them out. We feel good. So that's something to keep in mind that um, I went to a gathering of of healers recently, an event, and I went out to dinner with a few of them. And one of the people is, is um, had struggles with their relationships and, um, but an amazing, amazing healer who's done extraordinary, I would consider miracles. And she was talking a lot and she said, oh, I, I feel like I'm, t- you know, monopolizing the conversation, but I never get to talk that much about myself. And we all kind of just 
completely understood and held the space for her to just to just talk because it was really important for her because she we could feel she was expanding and taking up more space and claiming her right to um, receive. <laughs> mm. And that is such a gift. We've talked about this, just the ability to be able to sit with an open heart with somebody else. I, I would refer to that as holding space. And I know for me, again, that wasn't a natural uh, quality. It wasn't a natural uh you know, tool that I had in my toolbox. But when I went back to school, that was one of the first things we had to start with, silence, just being present. And I got dizzy because it was so bizarre because I, like, you know, a lot of people have this habit or had a habit of thinking about what I'm going to say when somebody else is talking rather than just being completely available and just listening without any thought about how I'm going to respond to what they're saying. It's like, oh, I don't want to forget what I'm going to say. So I'm going to keep, you know, you know, I'm not really present with them. But I found as I can just sit in presence and relax, it comes back to that whole thing. Just relax. When it's my turn to talk, there's always something <laughs> in my mind. And it's been just so lovely to be able to be in peaceful presence with another and uh, I think so much healing can occur in that because people reveal their own wisdom to themselves. I don't have to tell anybody anything. Right. If, I, if they are confused and I keep asking them questions, they find their own answers. And they're like, oh, That's my gosh, right. you're so wise. <laughs> it has nothing to do with yeah. me. I'm just sitting in a, with an open heart. <laughs> and you're so good at that. You're, so, you're, you're one of the first people I call when I'm like, I need just to be present with somebody. I need somebody to kind of support me in walking through this. And you're really, you've got a profound gift in uh, your ability to, to just sit with an open heart. And that's something I really appreciate about you. It's probably why our relationship just keeps on working. I know. I know. We really do give a lot to each other and, and listen and, and we get each other on a deep level. So um, there's one other thing I, I wanted to say. I love what you said about um, just being present with people and there's that term holding space. Um, and sometimes when I first heard it, I didn't really understand what it means. And there's probably more uh, definitions of it that I still don't know. But I remember being in spiritual classes and um, the teacher may be saying thank you to certain people for holding space. And that is, an awareness, a presence of um, being really conscious and holding the light and having um, certain expectations or um, wishes about how the energy is going to flow, keeping it uplifted, or holding space for someone seeing them in the highest light. Now, if they say, oh, I really want this, you can see them getting that or see them just being happy. Um, you might think, well, do they, is that really good for them? And then you just see them being happy, whatever it is, and that would take care of everything. So sometimes people say, oh, pray for such and such. And if you're not a prayer person, sometimes you don't know what to do, but if you just take a minute and see that person in their own highest light, their personal highest light, and 
their heart expanding them feeling really good, filled with light, then then you can just go about your day and you feel good doing that. So those are just some ways of holding space, which I think a lot of people get confused about sometimes. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. I remember reading years ago that um, Mother Teresa or the Dalai Lama, when they would walk into a room, it would shift the energy, not because of anything they they do or say, but just because of who they are. And to me, who they are is, is um, you know, just high vibrational loving beings, you know, that see spirit in creation and other people. So, you know, when they walk in, it's like they are holding space. They are living in a peaceful, relaxed state of connection to source. And that does literally shift the environment. So I will do that sometimes if I'm, you know, hosting a party or walking into a party or a place where there's a lot of people. I'll just uh, set my intention just to have an open heart, relaxed in my relaxed in my body and um, bringing light into whatever situation. Sometimes if I, I have a gathering, I'll imagine just a circle of light around all the people that are there and lifting everybody up, uh, seeing the best in them. And it's, I think it's true when we, when we choose to see the best in another, they reveal the best of themselves. We can always focus on what's bad and wrong and we can be in our judgment or we can focus on what's good and right. And, um, what's positive and beautiful. We, we're always, um, that choice is always available to us. You know, I, I don't know if I told you this story, Rosemary. Um, years ago, when I went back to school, one of the students that had graduated said, oh, you're going to have this professor and he's really curmudgeon and awful and horrible and um, <laughs> went on and on about how awful this guy was. So I remember going into class and he walks in and he was very quirky. He had a flannel shirt on and high water pants and a stocking cap. And he, he, was, he was an odd duck. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, I can see where somebody might go into judgment. But in that moment, I consciously chose to see what was good and right. And, mm-hmm. and some people had a lot of problems with him. I had a great time. I made straight A's. He was my writing teacher. And I just chose to love him. It was a conscious choice. And... Mm-hmm. A lot of times people want to talk about what's bad and wrong, and I wouldn't engage. I'd say, oh, I think Bill's really cute. I just like him, you know? And I would always focus on what was really cute about him. So after um, the holiday, well, during the holidays, I decided to bring him a big gift basket. He said he liked warm bread. So I made him warm bread and some cookies and a big gift basket, and I was a little late to class, and I set that down on the desk, and he's like, what's this? I was like, it's it's just some fresh-baked goods, you know, happy holidays. And he's like, really? And I had a card that everybody signed and I felt like he knew he was loved and it just made me happy. It's that what you were talking about earlier. I love, I love to give, I love to make people smile. And he, I felt his heart opened that night. Like he, his heart opened, he melted, he realized he was loved and he laughed harder than I've ever heard him laugh. He smiled. We had such a great time. And then like two days later, he died. He passed away in his sleep. And I was just like, so devastated, but it was also so glad. It was such a lesson for me. I'm so glad I chose to love him. I'm so glad I chose to see the best in him. And that's something we always, always, always have the opportunity to choose in every situation. What's bad and wrong or what's good and right. And I find, again, as I focus on what's good and right, more 
great and amazing shows up. That's such a great story. And it reminds me of this article I just read about someone who went to see the Dalai Lama and he had a certain amount of time with them and they thought he was, when he was done, they thought he was rushing toward the door, but he stopped and he gave everyone a full present hug. And so the article writer said she felt she was seen in a way she had never been seen before. And so I just, I just love that, just opening our hearts and making those decisions. Um, and sometimes people do gripe about things all the time. And when you don't engage, you have to go on to the next subject and you avoid going down that rabbit hole of negativity. <laughs> it's easy to do and energy builds on itself. So we can spiral up in a place of higher vibration of love and acceptance or you know, if you get into that habit of focusing on what's bad and wrong, you spiral down. And wherever you are is what you're going to continue to attract. So I, I find it's much more fun to uh, live and create and play above the cloud line. And I think it's available for everybody if they just realize that they have the power to do it, you know. So I recommend it. And, and that's why I like to start mean... my day with gratitude, you know. That helps you to spiral up, focusing on what's well... good and right. Absolutely, or using appreciation. Yes. And, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't have discernment about who you want to play with, like you said, or discernment about what somebody does. It's just then make, make a decision. If, if you really, if you want to play with them, make it easier to play with them or better to play with them or don't engage with them. And I think... Yeah. There's some people who kind of continue the drama. This person's always doing this. And, you know, at a certain point, you're just, you just think, well, uh, why are you hanging out with them? Yeah, that's a choice. People can create however they want to create. And we get to choose who we hang out with. So, again, you know, that's a choice. That's a choice. So uh, discernment is so important. And Rosemary, I can't believe our music, our music is playing and the party's over. I feel like I could just keep talking to you and, and maybe I will. Maybe we'll hang up and just continue the conversation. <laughs> and for my listeners and guests, if you want to get a hold of Rosemary, if you want to write a book and just want to check out what she has as far as um, gifts and services and uh, tools, uh, you should connect with her. I can't recommend her enough. The Book Nurture Com. And if you want to get a hold of me, if you have questions, comments, thoughts about, you know, who you'd like me to interview, um, come to my website, write to me at TammyBPhD.com. I'd love to connect with you. That's what this show is all about, connecting with an open heart. So take good care of yourself. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. God bless you. You deserve great things. Onward and upward. Bye for now.